In today's show, we recap the 13 games from Tuesday. There's a lot to talk about, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA and get on your way to being your best self. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we're here to talk about the 13 games. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot of nonsense as usual going on at this point in the season. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move into the waiver wire. Who's been the most added player over the last 24 hours? And the name at the top of that list is Obi Toppin. I don't want to hear any more about Obi-Wan. Up 6%. Now... Last game was really strong for him. That was, in my mind, because Barrett was out. Now, originally, Barrett was ruled to be in for tomorrow, but he has been downgraded again to questionable. We've seen two games where Barrett plays and Randall out, and Toppin does nothing. But the one game where Barrett was out, they had to give more minutes to Toppin. So I don't mind adding him, but we just have to be cautious with that. Kobe White up 6%. He's been doing enough to be a useful enough player. So, yep, no problem. Corey Kispert up, six, um, up 6%. It probably should have been rostered before that. Wasn't his best day today, but you know, the with the injury shenanigans going on with the Wizards um, now and for the rest of the season, yeah, Kispert's going to get lots of opportunities, lots of shot attempts, and probably should be rostered despite today's game not going as particularly well as you'd like. This one I don't understand. The Wizard of Nas, Nas Reed, up 6%. Why? Why are people adding Nas Reed? Nas Reed's out for the season. I don't know why he jumped up six percentage points. I don't get it, and I don't I get. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, Svima Hailuk up six percent. Yeah, he should be on rosters. Teo Maladon up five percent. As long as Dennis Smith's out, the problem is we just don't know how long Smith is going to be out or if he's going to return. It's hard to get a read on. It's not a Rozier, a Haywood, a Washington situation. This is a guy on like a minimum salary that probably still wants to work, and unless they've guaranteed him a contract for next season, which is possible. They might be limiting um, what he does there. I, I, think, I still think adding Maladon is okay. I'm having doubts about Smith returning, but I'm not 100% convinced of that. Sticks is up 4%. Jalen Smith. Stand by your man. Um, yeah, sure. I think he should start for the paces in the next game. And then Maximum Derek White up 4%. Maximum Derek. Pretty good if you just were able to discover Derek White available in your league for today. He played over 40 minutes. I think there is significant risk that he and Brogdon and Tatum, along with Horford, all sit tomorrow. We'll talk about that when we get into the um, Celtics game later on. But yeah, they're all the most added and most dropped players. Or no, they're the most added. The most dropped players. Don't know why it took so long to drop Terry Rogier, but here we are. He's down 4%. Awesome. Again, this should have happened... Weeks ago, I know it is, and it remains frustrating that we don't um, that we don't hear 
from this team or any team really in terms of what's happening with injuries or anything along those lines is frustrating, but the writing was on the wall here for Rozier for over a week, but people are still just dropping him now, which is a little strange. Rob Williams down 4%. He didn't play today. I don't know if I would have done that. He's going to play tomorrow, and he's going to have a big opportunity tomorrow, so I probably would have held him. Ty Jones down 4%. I think Jar's going to sit tomorrow. I don't know that for sure, but I think Jar is going to sit, and I think Tyce is going to be a great option. Colrod Pope down 4%. Totally okay. Um, Colin Sexton down 4%. Weird that you'd wait this long. Here that he gets upgraded to available, and they go, all right, I've got to drop him. Unless the fact that he came out of your IL slot, you go, I don't really want to deal with these limited minutes. I guess that makes some sense. And that, that that's fine. You don't need to have him on your roster. Bob Covington down 4%. They play tomorrow. I don't know where he's going to sit, but Marcus Morris is questionable. Nor, uh, not, Eric Gordon's questionable. He can be an option. Not a great one, but he can be one. Trenton Watford down 4%. Look, he's just not even playing, so sure. And then Malik Beasley down 4%. A three-point streamer, and you can find better three-point streamers available on the waiver wire than Malik Beasley. Um, let's get into the games. The first one was your Cleveland Cavaliers, well, not yours, their Cleveland Cavaliers, and our Orlando Magic. The Magic continue to put up really strong performances, really good fights, um, a lot of the time here. So they lose 117-113. The Cavs are playing insane minutes to their guys. Don Mitchell played 41 minutes in this one. He's done. He's good. And I think that is like four consecutive games of 40 minutes for Mitchell. Yeah, look at this. 40, 40, 40, 41. Mobley's gone 40, 40, 40, 41, 39, 35. Garland's gone 39, 38, 41, 38, 39, 38. That's insane. That's crazy. I know they're trying to secure home court and all that. Stuff, but man, they are big minutes. Hopefully it doesn't bite them on the ass. Um, Karis Levert, 36 minutes off the bench. Dracaris. Um... JB Bickerstaff's player for rotation is going to be so wild. It's basically this, except you might play six guys. Like, he trusts five players. Probably Okoro in there when he comes back. I mean, he doesn't even trust Dean Wade, although he did play 29 minutes. Levert, 19 points, five triples, a steal, 70% shooting. There is going to be a stinker coming up, but they're giving him a lot of minutes, and it's useful. Um, Eucalyptus Ev, the koala. Evan Mobley, 14, 7, and 4, a triple one. He just continues to play really, really well, and I'm excited about his future, while Garland had 16, 2, and 10, and Jared Allen... 12 and 7 with a couple of blocks. So Dean Wade played 29 minutes with a Coro out, but he is uh, absolutely not a fantasy option. For the Magic, Cole Anthony continues to get it done every night. 26 minutes, 15, 4, and 5 with a steal. He is a 12-team league guy, but Jalen Suggs is not because we can't rely upon Jalen Suggs. We can a little bit with Cole. Suggs, he had 8 points with a steal and 1 rebound. And I think basically that's what I said. Okay, look for him to have a 6-point game after dropping 16 last one. So maybe we go back to a big one for him next game? I don't know. I don't care enough to add Jalen Suggs. Markel Fultz had 23-2-8, while Wendell Carter, whose minutes have been trending down, pushed back up. 32 minutes for Wendell, 17-12. and 12. He hit four threes and had two steals. Very, very strong game from him. Paulo had 20-10 with subpar percentages, which is just what you've got to bank on this point. Um, the dart. Gogo Badadze. Problem with my Gogo Mobile. Gogo Mobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. Gogo's the 104th ranked player over the last week. 10 and 6 with a block. Deeper leagues need to add him. He's getting the bulk of the backup minutes over Mo Wagner. While Franz Wagner had 17 and 6, but he also um, bunkeroed his percentages with 39% from the field and 67 from the line. Not a particularly strong night from Franz Wagner. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. 
With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Broncos country, let's ride. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Okay, second game. The Toronto Raptors and the Charlotte Hornets. The Raptors win 120 to 100. A lot of 20 point, um, a lot of 20 point games on Tuesday. Not a surprise given the nature of where teams are sitting with their lineups. The Raptors were once again without uh, Gaz Trent. And then we got big minutes from the wiki, Chris Boucher. 27 minutes for Boucher. 21 points, not much else there. But this was a blowout. Like, how often do you see Fred Van Vliet play 27 minutes? That should give you an indication of what we take out of this game. We also saw 20 points in 20 minutes for Will Barton. No, you, Will! No, he's ready to sack that. Run, Will! Give it off quick! This was also the final game for Jeff Doughton, the 50th game. So unless he gets signed to a full contract, he won't be able to play. So if... Trent remains out. Barton will get some minutes. But this is just a weird game. Van Vliet had 16-1-6 with four steals. Siakam, 22-14-4. Two steals, two blocks. The only bloke who couldn't rule... There was a couple of guys who couldn't really jump in on all the festivities here. Scott Barnes had one of the worst games you'll ever see. Well, from him anyway. Zero points on 0-7 of seven shooting. He did have three assists and three rebounds. But man, that stinks quite a bit. While Pirtle played only 22 minutes, he did have... Also, he did have some foul trouble. He didn't. They just went a different direction. 10 and 9 for him, while 15 minutes for a chew with 12 and 4. Look, hard for me to read a huge amount into this game. Ananobi, 17, 2 and 5, two steals and a block. The best thing there is that he was questionable coming in with an ankle problem, and he played through it. On the Hornets side of things, there was no Washington, no Ubre, no Rogier, no Haywood, no Smith, and no Mark Williams. So I expect that Mark Williams returns um, in the next game. Oh, hi, Mark. But nobody else. Maybe Dennis Smith, but nobody else. The Salt Fleek, Theo Maladon. 13, 6, and 11 with two steals. He shot poorly, but he is an option. The one I like more is Svima Hailuk, who played 34 minutes, 17, 5, and 7 with three threes and a steal. And Big Dick Nick had 18 and 11 in 27 minutes. And Nick Richards probably moves to the bench next game while Mark Williams returns and starts. With Washington out, they started once again. The God of Hammers, JT Thor. We know each other. He's a friend from work. That's probably the best game that he's had. 13 and 7, three threes and two blocks. I wouldn't add him. There are other guys you can add, but you know, he's in the mix. Same with McGowan's, who had 20 and 6 in 36 minutes. They've had opportunities to start and haven't done anything like this, so don't get overly excited here. While James Booknight, who had played two good games in a row, had nothing. 8 and 1 on 9 shots. That's 33%. Really offered nothing. You obviously go with Luke, You go with Maladon ahead of him. Yeah, Even Kai Jones, who'd been playing all right, struggled here. 4 and 4 with a block. Just hard to rely upon bad players. Um, because they're bad for a reason. They, they're playing at this time of the year because they're bad. Um, this next game is far out, man. There's a lot to talk about with the Wizards. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the Bucks. So they win 140-128. There was no Middleton. There was no Grayson Allen. There was no Javon Carter. Um, Paddy Connaughton left the game after five minutes. So I don't really know what we take out of it. They play a back-to-back tomorrow. Will we even see Giannis and Drew? Will Joe Ingles play? i got no idea. They won, so they're pretty secure. And the Celtics lost. So I reckon that actually might secure them the one seed. So don't be shocked when there's a bunch of rests tomorrow. Jay Crowder got red hot. 19 points, nine triples for him. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. I said nine triples. I meant four triples. He had nine rebounds. It's his first good game for the Bucks. 
He might have a good game tomorrow. I don't know. But as the sound drop would suggest, we can't rely upon him. Bob Portis, 19 and 20 with five triples on 33% and 50 from the line. What a dichotomic, dichotomic, dichotomy. Yeah, dichotomic. Let's use that as a word. Um, Game. Huge numbers up top here. 19, five triples, 20 rebounds and horrendous percentages on big volume. So it's the yin and the yang of fantasy basketball. Yanni had 28, 11, and 10. He was shocking from the line, but you already knew that. But at least he gave you 56 shooting. And Jingle and Joe had 12, 3, and 5, two steals and a block. But honestly, I don't think that Lopez, Holiday, Ingles, or Giannis are going to play tomorrow. So you might be looking at Marjan Beauchamp. You might be looking at Javon Carter if he returns. You might be looking at AJ Green as getting some minutes tomorrow. Don't be surprised. For the Wizards, I... Yeah, okay, here we go. No Beal, no Porzingis, no Kuzma, no Avdia. No Morris, and now no Dylan Wright. Avdia is going to miss tomorrow. Kuzma and Beal are going to miss tomorrow, guarantee out. Porzingis, I assume, is going to be out. Monte Morris is going to be out, I think. And Dylan Wright, I don't know. So they ran a lineup with Jordan Goodwin and Johnny Davis starting, um, with Corey Kispert, Anthony Gill, and Daniel Gafford. And then every single player played at least 21 minutes, and with guys you have never heard of before. I don't know what to suggest in terms of guys to roster. Maybe you could try Kendrick Nunn, who had 24, 7, and 6, two steals and a block. I'm interested in Johnny Davis here. 20 and 5, four assists, and he had a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Great, great stuff. I think he probably um, I think he probably is an ad for at least for tomorrow, because I think all those guys are going to be out again. Um, look, Jay Huff played 27 minutes. Daniel Gafford started, played 21 minutes, had some foul trouble, 15 and 7. That's worth rostering. But Huff came in and had 17 and 9, three threes and two steals. This is how unserious they are. They just said, Taj, you're too old, mate. You don't need to play. Let's get Huff in there. Let's play 23 minutes to Quentin Jackson, who had 10 points. Let's get 26 into Xavier Cooks, NBL legend, who had eight points. Anthony Gill played 22 in a start. And probably the worst players being one of their best players. And that's Kispert, who had 12 points with no threes and shot 40%. And of course, had no contributions in other categories. So yes, Kispert remains a 12er. Gafford does as well. Goodwin probably is with 14, 4, or 9. And Davis probably is. And I don't mind a stream of none. Huff, I don't think so. Jackson, I don't think so. Cooks, I don't think so. But of course, it could be complicated if Morris or Avdia or Wright or bloody Porzingis comes back. I don't think he will. They are leaning that hard into playing the shittest players they can that I don't think they will bring Porzingis back or Monte. Delon's up in the air. I don't know whether Delon returns. If he does, obviously we roster him, but it's looking pretty bleak. It's probably not even the worst lineup that was trotted out there, to be honest, in today's uh, games. The next one we take a look at is the Miami Heat. They beat the Pistons 118-105. The Heat made that change with Kevin Love coming off the bench, but he's now the backup center. So Cody Zeller was out of the rotation. 7-4 for Love in 17 minutes. He's still rostered in 12-team leagues. Hopefully they're leagues that are done or teams that are done because he doesn't need to be. Lowry had 11-2-5. That's not bad, but Gabe Vincent went crazy. 22 points, 36 minutes, 6 triples. It helps Vincent's minutes because Struess is playing at the 4 or Butler's the 4, whoever you want it. Yeah, Butler will refuse to say he's the 4. He's the 4. Um, and that's helping Vincent, but he had like 18 points in the first half and then didn't do much in the second. So I wouldn't get too excited here. Well, Jim Butler had a, uh, a very, very Jim Butler line. Because he's my butler. 27, 8, and 8, four steals, no threes, 75% shooting, and uh, 9 of 11 from the line. Great game. Adebayo returned, and he was all right. 18 and 4, but nothing super exciting. While Hero had 18, 5, and 2. Nothing uh, not much there. Yeah, Maxi Struis, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, pretty rough. Nine points, two threes. You're streaming for threes, but that's about it. While Caleb Martin had three steals, and he's like a steel streamer. But neither of those guys are must-roster 12-team league players. Marvin Bagley was out. 
for concussion. I don't think he returns this season. So they did it. They started Jim Wiseman and Jalen Duran together. And you will be shocked to know. You'll be shocked to know that Jalen Duran started and looked great. Fuck, what a shock that is. Sorry for the language. But this dickhead team. 36 minutes for Durant, 20 and 14 to steal and a block. And you'll be shocked that Marvin Bagley the fourth had 14 and 6 with no steals, no blocks, no threes, subpar field goal and subpar free throw shooting. Look at James Wiseman's advanced numbers are horrendous this season. Again, he posts up like eighth most in the league and it's like one of the worst converters. He turns it over. He's not good. At least they're starting Durant again. And now that they are, and now that Bagley is out, yeah, Durant is clear must roster player because he's going to at least be able to exceed Wiseman in minutes. Killian Hayes played 42 minutes. Only had seven points, which is bad. But the eight assists make him useful. While Jaden Ivey had 34 and seven on 73%. Jesus. You don't really get that sort of efficiency from Ivey very often. So great to see that. While Isaiah Livers also was able to ramp up some of the usage. 15 points, four threes. He sprained his ankle, but he was able to return. He's had so many injuries. Hopefully he's good to go. While Eugene Omari had 11 and four with two steals. That's just a deeper league scenario. Um, Roderick Hampton, two points in 15 minutes. This guy's a dud. Uh, I used to like him as a draft prospect, but man, he just, no matter what situation he's in, he cannot seem to get anything going really at all, which is frustrating. He can't even get minutes on this team that's wholly unserious. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line, point scorers, and even that dreaded threes drained. NBA lines. What do we got going on? More NBA. Let's go and look at Fangio, what they're offering here. NBA Finals. Any change in the favorites? It is still the Bucks, followed by the Celtics and the Suns. I'm shocked the Suns haven't moved up. They're a plus 500 for the NBA title. I think they probably should be a little bit higher. I think they are very, very dangerous. I say this, maybe they lose to the Spurs today. They won't. But we can go and check all those odds out over at Fangio. They even let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanjul.com slash locked on. That's fanjul.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanjul, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's swing across now to the next game, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They sneak one out against the Brooklyn Nets. 107-102. Towns played decent minutes again, 31 minutes. 22, 14, and 5. That's much better than some of the garbage that we got served up in other ones. Well, Goose continues to be an efficiency problem, Anthony Edwards. But he contributes in other areas. 23, 5, and 3. A steal, two blocks, 7 of 7 from the line, but 39% shooting is rough. Mike Conley, 18 points, steal, and a block. Now, for Conley, who was good here, McDaniels, 15 and 6, three steals, and a block, who was good. And Kyle Anderson, who was all right, 8 points, 10 assists. They don't play Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. And they are fringe enough that if you want to drop them and get three games in across those days, I think it's worth it. I don't think they are worth holding for the game on Saturday. Yes, it's a low-volume day. That is one game where you theoretically might be able to get at least two in, maybe three in by using their roster spot. Edwards, Towns, and Gobert are probably holds, although I could argue that Gobert could be dropped. Gobert had 12 and 12 with a block. But those other guys, you can move on from those players. They went with a really tight rotation, just an eight-man rotation here. Alexander Walker and Prince, the other two bench players, along with Anderson, who got minutes for the Nets. I thought there might be a risk they'd rest guys tomorrow, but they said that they won't. Mikhail Bridges played 40 minutes. Now, someone uh, left a comment saying, hey, Josh, what are you talking about? Mikhail Bridges' efficiency issues. 
This is what I'm talking about. If you look at his overall numbers, they look strong. But he seems to throw in like a 70% shooting game and then two 30s and then a 70. And it looks like it evens out okay. But this is what I mean. Game to game, he can have these problems. 24 and 5, two assists, two steals, one block, 38% shooting on 24 attempts. He's been great, no doubt about it. But they continue to, like he was a minus nine. They continue to lose. I do not think that he is, I think he's going to be, if you're drafting now, people are going to absolutely reach for him next season. I just, I don't know. There's just some, I love him. I love him as a player. I just think there's something about him lasting as a, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it to him to be a number one option that I rely upon as a number one option. I could be wrong on that. Maybe I'm being stubborn. I just don't, I just don't see that as a long-term viable thing. Short-term, 30 games, 40 games. Absolutely, I can see that. Long-term at this level, I don't think so. We'll find out. Spencer Dinwiddie, 30 points, six assists, good numbers there. While Claxo had six and nine with four blocks. And Cammy Johnson, 14, four and three, two threes. Good to see the minutes back up for Cam. Interesting that they pushed big minutes into Royce and big minutes into Dorian Finney-Smith. O'Neal had 35 minutes, eight and six with two steals and a block. While Finney-Smith, 14 and 10 with four triples. Now, his last two games have actually been good, Finney-Smith. Do I trust it? I don't, but he's been top 100 over the last week. And they play tomorrow, so he's at least in the mix as a streamer behind O'Neal. Thomas, Cam Thomas played five minutes. Joe Harris played 15. Dayron Sharp down to three minutes. They went really small in this game. Um, I suppose that's with uh, Nas Reed out. Um, does Nas Reed make that much of a difference? I don't know. But they went really small here. And uh, man, Cam Thomas, he's uh, 316th per game this season, Cam. Just thought I'd uh, let people know about that. Let us go on to the next one. It is the Denver Nuggets and the Houston Rockets. The Rockets blow out the Nuggets one 2-4 versus 103. I don't think the Nuggets are going particularly serious here at the moment. Um, that, that was shit house, but do they care? Like, we we played 14 minutes of Reggie Jackson. That's pretty much how you know they don't care. They also lost Jamal Murray after nine minutes. Big Chungus return, though. Nikola Jokic will play the song. Does he deserve it? But I just haven't done it for a few days, so let's go. Twenty-five minutes only, 14, 10, and four, two steals, three blocks. So not a bad game, but yeah, you want a bit more. Um, again, I just don't. Th- I think they're not going to be really serious down the stretch here. Peyton Watson getting rotation minutes, ten and three, and a triple one. He's a deep league stream for sure. Brucey Brown, six and four, two threes, three steals, three blocks. That is an amazing game. While Maga Porter had twenty-three and seven with six triples, and KCP struggled again, eight points with a triple one. Now, if Jamal does happen to miss time with this thumb sprain, I think it's probably just precautionary. Bruce Brown's going to be the bigger beneficiary. I don't know what they do. Do they play Reggie Jackson? Maybe. He had seven points there, but we're not looking at him at all. And Aaron Gordon was 13, 9, and 4, which is all right. And four blocks is pretty good. But, you know, this it's hard to take so much out of this game for them. And then for the Rockets, what about the delicate dancer, Alperen Shangun? It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Um, we haven't seen the assist really for him since Porter returned, but 38 minutes, 20 and 10, seven assists, three steals, and a block. That's great. Like, we absolutely love that. He's playing huge minutes. He's top 15 over the last week. These are great numbers. We hope they continue. Jalen Green, 27 field goal attempts. Probably a few too many, mate. 32, 6, and 4 with four threes, while Cousin Kev had 20 points, 9 assists, and 5 threes. Good games all around. And we also got big minutes back for Tari Tank season. 33 minutes, 11 and 7, two steals and a block. Now, prior to this, of course, he'd been dreadful. He'd been shooting about 5%. And that is only marginally an exaggeration. He's still 216th over the last week, but the fact that he got these minutes is intriguing. 
KJ Martin only played 27, so a few of those went to Tari. While Jabari Smith had 16 and 13, continues to be just a horrendous field goal guy, 43%. But a steal and a block, double-double. That's what we hope for him. We just would have hoped we get a little bit better shooting, but it just hasn't really come. As for Tari, I don't know that I feel super confident about adding him. I do know that Jay Sean Tate's done for the season, and Stephen Silas was like, oh, yeah, he actually he might, he might be done. Stephen, he's done. Like, he's been done for a week and a half. We know this. These teams that don't tell us yet, they continue to do it. Uh, it's all it's all smoke and mirrors, yeah? Like, the NBA goes, oh, I guess you're telling us that he's questionable every game, so it must be fine. Oh, Terry Rogier. That brings me to another thing. You see these teams or reporters or fans or whatever tweet out and someone gets hurt. They go, oh, my God, we're down to seven healthy bodies. The injury bug is really striking. It makes it really hard. No, you are dealing with eight fake injuries. So when Trenton Watford hurts his ankle in a game, you can't be like, oh, look at the Blazers' injury report. It's shocking how they're supposed to win. The Pistons, they just lost Isaiah Livers with an ankle sprain. Man, the injuries are piling up. They are down to seven men. They are not down to seven men. They are choosing to sit out all of their healthy players. So the disingenuity, is that the word? Maybe, around this is so far. Oh, man, no wonder they can't win a game. No wonder they're 1-21 over their last 22, the Pistons. The injuries have just killed them. They're all fake. Every injury is fake except, you know, Cade Cunningham, obviously, and probably Isaiah Stewart. Everything else is fake. It's all fake. Marvin Bagley's concussion, eh, that's probably not fake. But everything else is. Fake, 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 fake. So you're not losing because of injuries. You're losing because you're shit. Um, yeah. Fire up, Joshy. Let's go on to the next one. This was the Atlanta Hawks and the Chicago Bulls. The Hawks blow them out, 123-105. No Trey Young. So Bogdan Bogdanovich started and had a big game. 26, 4, and 5 with 5 threes. His ability is not in question. It's the minutes and the way that Quinn Snyder has been using him. When someone's out, sure, let's roll. But otherwise, yeah, it's harder. DeJounte had 17, 3, and 9. While, while um, DeAndre Hunter is out, the depressed penis is getting good minutes. 34 minutes for Sadiq Bey. 18, 4, and 4, and he's a 12-teamer. While the Anyeka Okongwu, I'm a beast in under 20 minutes, roll continues. I don't know how he's doing this but 11 and six with three blocks. And he is the 36th ranked player over the last week. He doesn't average 20 minutes a game. It's honestly insane how good he has been. 26 minutes for the Kerner, Clint Capella. Lisa needs braces. He got a nice 13 and 14, but it was a rough night from Johnny Collins. Nine and six for the Baptist there. Adrian Griffin played 25 minutes with those absences for Trey and Hunter, but we don't need to care too much. But this game was so weird. Like Trent Forrest played 12 minutes. That's probably what you need to know. Hey, what I do want to talk about though is Jalen Johnson looked great. 16 and 4, three steals and a block. I don't know why I said A so aggressively. Hey, oi, listen up. Um, yeah, Jalen Johnson looked great. And if they could find a way to trade John Collins, maybe Jalen could go into next season as a starter. He looked bloody good. And he does have a very fantasy-friendly game. That This might be an awakening. Hmm, very something, very interesting. The Bulls. Levine, Vooch, cool, they did their thing. But it was also good to see Pat Williams do something good. 15 points, and just like Richie Benno's all over the place. Two threes, two rebounds, two steals, two blocks. Two for two, two, two. We can't trust him, of course, but he is an interesting emergency block streamer. Beverly went from playing 24 minutes to 32. 11 points with three threes. We don't want to rely upon that. Well, Kobe White had his first dud in a while. Seven points in 22 minutes. I still think that if you streamed him for points and threes, you were doing the right thing. It just didn't work out here. And then we got Dusumu having one of the worst lines you'll ever see. He had one steal in 18 minutes. That's it. No other stats. Not even a single rebound. Nothing. Uh, Caruso, only the 19 minutes. Maybe they're preserving him a little bit to play on the back-to-back. But yeah, he's out of consideration, I think, for 12-team formats. 
Let's do the next one. It is the Portland, whatever they, they are, versus the Memphis Grizzlies, 119-109. The Blazers were, look, I can't believe how injured they are. That The injuries are just piling up. Um, Jeremy Grant, fake injury. Damian Lillard, fake injury. Yusuf Nurkic, fake injury. Anthony Simons, fake injury. Matisse Leibel set this one out with a fake injury, as did Trenton Watford with a fake injury. Cameron fake back injury flared up. Nassir Little's ankle injury flared up. Keon Johnson, he's got an actual injury, uh, as does Justice Winslow and Ibu Baji. But they were all out. So they started a lineup that consisted of Skylar Mays, who, if if he is now available on Yahoo, you're going at him. 36 minutes, 24, 8, and 7, 4 threes. They started Shaden Sharp, who had 20 and 8 with six assists. I'm waiting for him to pop up on the injury report soon. He obviously is a must roster. They started Jonathan Williams Jr. Old mate. What? He had four points. He had three steals and two blocks, but he had four points. He played 29 minutes. Jonathan. Jonathan. What the hell? We had a bloke by the name of Justin Manea. Is it Manea or Manaya? I don't know. I'm probably never going to have to think about this bloke ever again. He had eight points in 17 minutes while the fort Kevin Knox had six on 20% shooting. This is the Kevin Knox we know. It's the one we love, isn't it? He's been playing well, but this this stunk. It's just really hard to rely upon subpar players. Jabari Walker might be someone to watch. I think he's a better player than Kevin Knox. 16 and six for Jabari in 20 minutes while the Zebra, Johnny Butler. 10 and 5 in 25 minutes, at least on the deeper league radar. Big Shaq Harrison played 27 minutes. Big Shaq. Got two steals. He had four, uh, 13 points, three rebounds. He's a great steals option. And just watch. If anything happens to Skylar Mays, like he comes down with a case of tuberculosis or something, Shaq Harrison starts and plays 30 minutes. He will be a 12-team league player. But the Grizzlies. Taylor Jenkins said he wants to start pumping big minutes into his guys for the playoffs. Jar played 35 minutes, 23-6 and 9 a steal and a block. Those minutes are so big that he will not play tomorrow is my guess. Nor will Des Bain, uh, nor will Jaron Jackson. I don't know that, but that is my guess. Desi had 30 and 7 with 5 assists and 5 threes. And what we need to watch there, there was no Dylan Brooks. I think Brooks will play next game. But those other guys will sit. So that means we go with the, the duck, Luke Kennard. 20 points, 6 triples, 2 steals. This little run from Luke Kennard has been amazing. And the other guy we watch is David Roddy Piper, who had 16 points in 27 minutes, could have a sizable role tomorrow. Also, don't be shocked if we see 20 minutes out of Kenny Lofton. I reckon that's how hard they'll cut it back here in Memphis. Um, after having this level of trust in Xavier Tillman, oh, it's 30 a night, mate. It's happened. It's happened. It's happened. Look at this. It's, we're here. We're secure. We feel really confident in um, Professor X over here. And then he goes scoreless in 13 minutes. And you go, for fuck's sake, like, what am I supposed to do with this? Do I hold, if I've got him, I'd probably hold him because it's a back-to-back -to -back tomorrow. But he stunk. And Santi Aldama started over him in the second half with Jaron Jackson moving to center. Santi had 8 and 11 with 23 minutes. And now we just get a new level of uncertainty. As I said, I am expecting a bunch of guys out tomorrow. So you can consider Santi. You can consider Tyus Jones. Canard. Maybe Roddy. Maybe Aldama. There's a lot of different options. I said Aldama twice there. There are a lot of different options for tomorrow. Um... But nothing, none of that's confirmed. We're just waiting and seeing, and I think it will turn out the way that I think it will turn out. We'll find out, though. Let's do the next game, and this was the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. This, I think, may have secured the Bucks the number one seed in the East. I'm just going to see if I can have a look and see if this website is updated with this. Um, I'm pretty sure this would do it for them. Let's have a look. Oh, no, they're at 99% chance of getting the one seed, the Bucks. So I think the Bucks need to lose every game. The Celtics need to win every game, which is just not going to happen. Um, Philadelphia wins 103-101. 
back-to-back here for Boston first game. So there was no Rob Williams. So I am expecting a bunch of guys to sit tomorrow. We had 40 minutes from Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. 26, 7, and 4. Four threes and two blocks. Great. Horford, 35 minutes. So there's a dead giveaway that he's going to sit tomorrow. 11, 8, and 6 with three threes. Tatum had 19, 6, and 6 with three steals. And Marcus Smart, 17, 4, and 4. And Smart after the game saying, oh, I actually had a sore neck. Like, I woke up a bit stiff. I'd expect to see one of the loosest rotations ever for Boston tomorrow. Brogdon had 18, 4, and 3. That's all fine. Just wait and see what happens tomorrow. You might be streaming in Luke Cornett, Mike Muscala, uh, Blake Griffin, or even Sammy Hauser, who played three minutes really out of nowhere. Grant Williams had 10 points in 29. He's not a guy I'm particularly interested in streaming in, to be honest. He's not a good fantasy producer. But I think a lot of shenanigans are going to happen tomorrow for Boston. I think them and uh, Memphis are going to sit, guys, quite a bit. For Philadelphia... Uh, Joel Embiid was like, fuck, he's ridiculous. 39 minutes, 52, 13, and 6 with two blocks. 80% shooting, 92% from the line. Now, as Doc Rivers said, he says the MVP decision is over. And I believe that voters will use this game to justify their MVP, which, of course, is absolutely batshit insane. It's the 5th of April. Actually, it's the 4th of April for you guys. And one game in the, on the 4th of April is going to decide it for you? This was a great game from Embiid. But you know what counts equally? Every other single game. So, but this is what happens. These games down the stretch, people take more notice of them. It's a ridiculous voting system and I have a solution. NBA, hit me up or just give me a vote. Not that my vote will make much out of the 100. Give me a vote though. Um, yeah, great. Not, I, I'm not saying MB doesn't deserve it at all. But using this game as the reason that it's clinched is insane. Uh, Harden had 20 and five with 10 assists and two blocks. A great game there, but not a lot else going on. Torres Maxi, when the shots don't fall... There's not much going on. 5-4-1 and one on 25%, while D'Anthony Melton just farted. Like, he farted so hard that there was definitely an emergency pants situation. Zero points, zero threes, zero rebounds, zero assists. He had a steal. I had an assist, sorry. He's still on a block. Missed all four of his shots and played 19 minutes, and he's 233rd over the last week. The problem is, I might say, look, you can't deal with this shit. And then next game, Harden or Embiid sits, he plays 35 minutes and goes 17-7-7 and with three steals and two blocks and is the best player in the game. Like, that's the problem with Melton. Like, this is obviously not worth it. It's just not. But do you drop him? Well, there's going to be a sit for someone coming up soon. And can you, you can answer that. Can you justify holding? How is your position looking? Toby Harris is probably a drop as well. All season, I really worried about what he would produce and now we're getting it. Five and six, 34 minutes, 25% shooting. He stinks. He's low usage when Maxi starts. And he was getting by early on the season by shooting like 46% from three and averaging double his career steal and block rate. And that has fallen off and he looks terrible at the moment. You, can you drop him? Probably. Like is Jonathan Williams a better option than Tobias Harris? That's why I don't play at this point of the year. But Skylar Mays is. He's definitely a better option. Sfima Hiluk is definitely a better option than Tobias Harris. That's how weird we are. Let's do the next one. Good timing. The Sacramento Kings, 121. The Pelicans, 103. Another blowout. Keegan Murray dropped in seven triples. 21 points, seven threes, 35 minutes. That's great. That's great. It is great. It's fantastic. But as we know, it's impossible to trust what he, uh, Mike Brown does. Because in this one, we had 22 minutes from Kevin Herter. Now, Herter had played 30 minutes the last couple of games. Does Herter go back up? Does Murray come back down? If Murray misses his first three shots, does he play 22 minutes? I don't know. You probably want to roster him and you want to roster Herder, but this is just going to happen often. Sabonis had 16, 12, and 11. Malik Monk returned from his one-game calf issue. 
17 points, three assists, two steals. We know he's not trustworthy. And the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. He had three steals, which is a surprise to be sure. A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. And zero rebounds. He had 16 points. He's not must roster. Well, Fox had 23, 5, and 9, but some uh, real hurtful percentages. And Trey Lyles continues to lose minutes to Alex Len. Len played 13 minutes. Lyles played 13 minutes. Four and four with two blocks. I remember there was a couple of weeks ago, a lot of Kings reporters were like, man, Trey Lyles is going to get paid so much in the offseason. Now he's losing minutes to Alex Len. Maybe not going to get paid that much. Alex Len, four and four, two blocks. That's deeply useful. Like if you're in the, in the situation where you'd consider a Goga Badadze ad, Len's probably around that same area. For the Pelicans, yeah. Uh, Larry Nance went under 20 minutes, seven and three with two blocks. You don't need him in a 12. Uh, McCullum really struggling, 12 points on 32%. Richardson under 20 minutes. Najee 14. We obviously don't need to have those guys. Well, Dyson Daniels shot well, 100%, but that's really how we got to having any value. Ingram 22, 7 and 6. Valanchunas 13 and 8. Murphy 17, 2 and 2. Just a poor performance overall. And I don't really think there's much to take away from it from a fantasy point of view. The next game, overtime. The Lakers get the win over the Jazz after the Jazz furiously came back at the end of regulation to tie it up, weirdly. Um, LeBron gets the game winner, plays 38 minutes, goes 37, five and six, a steal and a block with three threes. Anthony Davis plays 42 minutes and goes 21, 14, six, two steals, two blocks on bad efficiency. Now, before the game, they said, oh, we'll look at how things look after the game. We'll reevaluate these guys in terms of their status for playing in the game on Wednesday. They play the Clippers on Wednesday. They do need to keep winning because if they keep winning, they can get up to number six. I think they can get to actually number five in the standings. But is Davis and LeBron going to play after playing an overtime game on a back-to-back? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough to guess. What I do know is that Austin Reeves is good. 42 minutes, 28, 3, and 6. We had 42 minutes from Dennis Schroeder, 18, 3, and 4 with a triple one. He was inefficient. I think D'Angelo Russell might play tomorrow, and that would make Schroeder a drop. Unless LeBron is out, then we can go back to Schroeder. Interesting decisions here. Vanderbilt played only 18 minutes. He did come in for the final 30 seconds of overtime, but he only played 18 minutes. He had six points. And they went more to Rui Hachimura. Two good games in a row from Rui, 17 and six. He didn't do much else there. That's what Rui can do. He can score without doing much else. I definitely wouldn't run to add him, but it was good. Malik Beasley had three points in 22 minutes, while Troy Brown played 26 and had three points as well. So obviously, while they can have a couple of little decent performances, they're not guys that we really want to be looking at too strongly. For the uh, for the Jazz, no Clarkson, no Gay, no Markinen. I don't think Lowry will play their next game, but I don't know. Let me have a look at their remaining schedule. They play the Thunder on Thursday, then the Nuggets and the Lakers the last three games. I think we get one more Markinen game, maybe. Maybe. But I don't know. I don't know why they're playing him like on, off. Sorry, on, off, off, on, off, off. I Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know what they're doing with it, but that's what they're doing. And I don't know why Kelly Linick is still out there, but he played 35 minutes, 23, 7, and 7. Keep rolling with him until he gets an illness. Well, Abaji had 22, 4, and 3, two blocks in 38 minutes. When Markkinen is out, there is more opportunities for him. He stepped up. Now, he hasn't been particularly good. He's 165th over the last week prior to today. But Markin and out helps. They also started Luka Sharmanich over Simone Fontecchio. Sharmanich had 12 and 4, two threes. That's okay. That's only deeper league stuff, though. And Colin Sexton returned. He had 15 points in 16 minutes. I think he's going to be limited for the final three games. I think he's going to sit one of the games on the back to back on the weekend. There's two more games. I would not add him. 15 points is good, 
But it was Sexton, 15, 1, and 3. No threes, no steals, no blocks. I just don't want to add that. They started Yudoka as a BUK over, well, not over because Walker Kessler was out. He played only 21 minutes. Damian Jones was the winner. 16 and 8, three threes, 32 minutes for Jonesy. It did help that Azubuke got into some foul trouble. And I wouldn't feel particularly good about relying upon Jones or with Azubuke. But if I'm going to rely on one, I think Jones is the better player. And I might go that direction. With Sexton back, we wanted to see what would happen to Horton Tucker and what would happen to Dunn. Horton Tucker played 37 minutes, so I think we're all right. 23, 4, and 7, two steals and a block. And of course, he brutalized your percentages. 33% on 21 attempts and 9 of 13 from the line. That hurts. And Chris Dunn played 27 minutes. 10, 4, and 4. Now, overtime helps that a little bit. But we hold Horton Tucker, we hold Dunn. I don't think we hold. Uh, I don't think we add Sexton, and we just had minutes chopped off from Fontecchio and Toscano Anderson. Markinen, if he does return, will impact things. But you know, as per nearly everything at this point of the year, we just don't know if that's going to happen. The Spurs and the Suns was a blowout, as you could expect. 115 Phoenix, 94 San Antonio. San Antonio were unbelievably struck down with injuries. You wouldn't believe how big their injury report was. No wonder they're struggling, just battling through. Really tough. No Calden Johnson, no Romeo Langford, no Devin Vassell, no Charles Bassey, no Ken Birch, no Jeremy Sohan, no Zach Collins. Uh, Doug McDermott left with an injury six minutes into this game, and then Devontae Graham left in the fourth quarter, as did Dominic Barlow, who played just 21 minutes as well. So, yeah, they, they struggled through. So what the hell do we make of this team? I don't know. Kader Bates-Diop played 26 minutes. He was benched at halftime. Maybe he was going too well. And Barlow started the second half. But 13-4-3, and three, three threes. He's top 100 over the last week, Bates-Diop. Does that mean they're going to sit him? I don't know. Sandro Mamakilashvili played 29 minutes, 13-8. and eight. I think we're going to get more sits from Collins. So Mamu is okay to have. Trey Jones, he seems to be the only guy who's pushing through for some reason. 20 points and 9 assists, while Branham had a strong game. 21 points in 30 minutes with 2 steals. But honestly... It's a game-by-game game thing, depending on which of these seven blokes happens to be out every night as to who can fill in. Champagne got another 28 minutes, 10 and 6 with two threes. I think he had 10 points in the first half and then went scoreless in the second. That's just a deeper league thing. While Barlow, he can bring some defense, big Dom, two blocks with a steal in 21 minutes. But of course, he did have to go to the locker room. But this, the foolishness of this team continues. Doug McDermott scored 30 last game, and then they uh, yeah, had two points in six minutes. I went, see you later, mate. You're not, uh, you're not playing again. Uh, Blake Wesley, zero points in 25 minutes for him. But the Suns, very, very boring. But interestingly, last game, Cameron Payne was limping around a lot. And he looked injured. And then they basically went to Landry Shamet over him. Payne was not on the injury report at all. And he was a DNP in this game. He's definitely injured. Unless Monty Williams has brain worms and he thinks Landry Shamet's a better backup point guard. Which is possible. But there's no way. I don't know why Payne's not on the injury report. But he's injured. It's very strange. Anyway, Shamit played um, 13 minutes and went scoreless. That's sick. Aiden had 19 and 11. Booker 27 and 7. Chris Paul 22, 2 and 3. Just boring shit like from this team. Easy win. Interesting game from Tory Craig. 15 and 10, but we can't trust that. Same as we can't trust it when Josh Okogi goes big. He had 1, 4 and 3. And you don't want either Craig or Okogi on a 12-team roster. We got only what? Where's TJ Warren? We only got 11 minutes from him. We got 12 minutes from Terrence Ross. It's nothing to get excited about with any of these guys. Pretty boring uh, from the Sun side of things and very, very unpredictable from the Spurs side. And now we do the last game of the night. The Thunder go down to the Warriors, 136-125, the final score. The Thunder were in charge of this game most of the game, and then the Warriors finally hit the lead at some point in the fourth quarter and ended up running away with it. Bad loss for the Thunder, so the Mavs are sort of still in it. 
The Thunder trying to give away this spot, man. Oh, I want him in. I want him in. Shea, 34 minutes, 32, 5, and 7. Big efficiency night for him, and the same goes for the Bronco. Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. 19, 4, and 2 with two threes. It was a good game from Isaiah Joe. He's been very up and down, but 14 points, 28 minutes, two threes, five rebounds. He's at least in the points and street threes streaming zone. And Giddy played only 28 minutes. Disappointing. 15, 6, and 5 for him. Aaron Wiggins continues to get solid minutes. He's at least in the 14-team league discussion. 11 and 3, but it's so hard to trust. While Vietnamese legend Jalen Williams had 14, 5, and 3 with a steal. Rough efficiency. While Midwest, Dylan Brooks, what do you think he did? Yeah, shot poorly. 17 points on 40%. He was 5 of 8 from the line. He had three rebounds and two assists. He did get bulk scoring, so that's good. That's why he's only a points league guy, Lou Dort, and not a 12-team category player. We also got 19 minutes of Dario Saric ahead of Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Pokashevsky was out with this one with an injury. So Saric looks like he might be back in the rotation. Now, the Warriors made a lot of changes. Some of them might be stupid, like starting Anthony Lamb when he's not very good. Lamb started, played 12 minutes, and had four points. Cool. They also started John Kaminga over Kevon Looney. Kaminga played only 20 minutes and had 9 and 8 with a triple 1. Now, it doesn't look like Andrew Wiggins will be back for their game on Friday. So they're still going to have these decisions to make. But we don't want Kaminga in our lineup. And then Clay Thompson was a late scratch here. So they started Jordan Poole, but they also benched Dante DiVincenzo. Poole played 31 minutes, 30 points with 5 threes, while DiVincenzo played 32. Started the second half over Lamb. Again, an insane decision to start Anthony Lamb. DiVincenzo went 16-5-5, five five, two steals, a block, and four threes. His minutes have been pushing down. And the last two games have been really strong. I think with if Clay remains out, like we know Wiggins is going to be out. If Clay remains out, we can go back to DiVincenzo. He's a little bit of a harder hold if Clay plays, but this was really strong. And the other thing, which was very, very encouraging to see. Oh, we'll get to that in a sec, actually. Draymond Green, 17-10-5, two steals, two blocks. Awesome. Steph played 37, had 36-5-6 and six with six triples. An awesome game as well. But Moses Moody. When you look at Modi Moody, Modi Moody, 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 He's been bad this season. He's the 415th ranked fantasy player before today. He's out of the rotation. But he played 26 minutes. He had 13 and 5 with three threes and a block. I was really high on him as a draft prospect. It has not worked out at all. Maybe he, and there's another guy who's playing well in the G League at the moment, is Jaden Springer for the Sixers, who I think might actually develop into a player. When he came into the draft, Springer, he was like, well, I think maybe the youngest guy coming in, and he's really looked bad for most of the time. But in the G League, he's starting to put together some really good things. But maybe they just need a little bit of a change of situation, a change of environment. But Moody looked good here. So maybe there's a cheap dynasty option here on him. It was good to see. It was good to see him get that role. Disappointed to see him play behind guys like Anthony Lamb all season, but it was good to see him do a little bit here. Not to say that we need to pick him up or anything in any sort of redraft formats, but just an encouraging sign. The lines of the night. The monstrous, of course, is Joel Embiid. Your waiver wire is Skylar Mays. The young gun is Jaden Ivey, and the dud of the night is the wave pool, DeAnthony Melton. Your top 10 players in category leagues for today, number one, was Embiid, followed by Don Mitchell, Jim Butler, LeBron James, Jaden Ivey, Alperen Sengun, Pascal Sh- Siakam, Shakim, <laughs> Pascal Shakim, um, uh, Pascal Siakam, Shagun Alexander, Austin Reeves, and Steph Curry. Top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. We go Skylar Mays. He is worth an ad. Kendrick Nunn, if they keep sitting right, and Morris, then yeah. Oshaya Baji, yeah, maybe for points and threes. Joe Ingles and Jay Crowder, don't think so. I don't think they're going to play tomorrow. I think there's going to be rests for the Bucks tomorrow, big rests for the Grizzlies tomorrow. It's going to be uh, maybe the Lakers as well. We don't know about LeBron and Davis, whether they're going to play or not. We'll have to see. Um, but there's going to be some rests happening in a lot of spots tomorrow. 
John Davis, I think he's worth a 12-team grab. Gabe Vincent is number seven. Not that interested. Jay Huff, the Huffster. Yeah, he's a Wizards backup center who played 28 minutes today. And Porzingis out. Maybe that's a deeper league one. Teo Maladon and Svee Mihailuk, they are 12-team league players. Maladon's value drops if Dennis Smith plays, but Mihailuk's can stick. And then your top 10 players in points leagues for today. Number one was Embiid, followed by Butler, Anthony Davis, Giannis, Donovan Mitchell, Siakam, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Shengun, and Jim Harden. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.